0: Hello, and welcome back to A Double Shot of Branding. Today, we're chatting with Lauren Osselton. She's a copywriter and mindset coach for creative entrepreneurs. We go way back, actually. Kaden and I know Lauren from a creative brainstorm group that we were in. So This was a group where we met once a week to talk about business and share expertise with each other, share our struggles. It was a really good time, and it was just so awesome being in that group and having a copywriter in the group with us, especially as visual creatives, we can sometimes struggle with how to express ourselves with actual words. So Lauren is here today to help us shine as our authentic selves and gives us tips on how to DIY your website copies. Welcome Lauren. Can you tell us a little bit more about
1: yourself and how you got started with your business? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So um, I'm Lauren, you can call me Lauren or Lori, either is great. And I am a Canadian creative entrepreneur and I am currently based in kind of near Toronto, I guess would be the closest city. And I really began my business as a means to honor my authentic self. I love that you said that in the beginning because that's why I did this. I was my market, my bark, <laughs> my background is in marketing, and um, I loved the work of marketing, but I hated, I hated the confines of a nine to five. Didn't work for me. I was not in the best company. Like not every company is like this. I'm sure there's beautiful nine to five experiences, but mine caused significant stress. I was managing three brands on my own. Um, it was a lot and I basically burnt out hard, hardcore. And I said, you know, enough's enough. Like I had been sitting at my desk having panic attacks every day. This is something I was not open about in the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey. You guys might not even know this about me because when we met, I was not open about this. Um, I was embarrassed. I was like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And I realized it just wasn't for me, that structure. And as someone who has had chronic anxiety since I was diagnosed at eight years old, just didn't work. And so I became my own business owner to prioritize my mental health, to take better care of myself. And that's when I got started with copywriting and that's really my beginning.
0: So how did you get into copywriting coming from marketing?
1: Yeah. So I, it's funny because when I first started my business, I was just like, well, um, what can I do? I can do design, I could do um like copywriting I could do content marketing I can do social media I can do all these things I had done all these things in my previous job I wasn't good at all those things but I could um so I started my business as a marketing agency and I would just literally take whoever I could get doing whatever I could get I was doing a mix of editing copy editing um graphic design one of my first clients that you guys might be laughing being like Lauren doing graphic design um But I was just basically like scrounging at the pieces and I realized, you know, this is, this is not working. I need to pick something and go all in on that. And so I thought of all these pieces of all these hats I wear as a digital marketer, where is my strength? And that was copy. And that's where I started. And it kind of just went from there. Um, And as I started my business, I started to fall more and more in love with copy.
0: Yeah. And I also love how you always show like what you're reading and stuff too. I just feel like copy probably comes so natural to you because you are, you are a natural bookworm. Don't you still host the book club as well?
1: So yeah, I had to pause that because energetically, I just could not manage it anymore. And there wasn't as many people turning up as there were, and it was just like I paused it. You can still sign up for it, and you get like um, you can get access to all the books we've already read. Uh, but honestly, I am a vor- I'm a voracious reader, and I liked just I loved the book club. It was great for quarantine to br- like build that community. But I am just like, I need to like be in my cave devouring books on my own. And that's kind of where my strength is right now. Um, like I'm on my 60th book or something of the year. So I need to kind of be on my own to do that pace, right? People can't keep up with that pace, which is fine. Yeah. You don't have to, right? I didn't used to be as fast a reader as I am. So I'm
2: a fast reader too. I, I think like that when I read the Harry Potter books, I think I zoomed through them and like so fast.
1: Oh, I'm currently rereading them for like the third time. And it's just the most magical experience.
2: I know my husband, reread them a few years ago and he was like, oh, they're so good.
1: So, so good.
0: I love reading fast as well. I just finished a book in a day. I'm assuming you've read Verity by Colleen Hoover. No. Oh, no. Oh, I'm putting okay, well, on my list like, now. If you, like, if you like suspenseful novels, that's what yeah, this is. Definitely. Very good. I finished it in 24 hours. So
1: always a good sign.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Okay. So um besides, you know, being a copywriter, you focus a lot on mindset. So what exactly uh how would you describe mindset and what does it have to do with your copywriting?
1: That's so funny because I get asked this a lot. I actually got asked this earlier today. And um the the best way I can describe why mindset. I'll tell you more about what mindset really is, but why this, this term mindset is so integral to copy, I think explains what mindset work is, because if you're not feeling good and aligned and strong and confident, and then you go to write your copy, it's not going to be the best copy it can be. It's just, it's just not. And i I can tell when I read that copy it's when you're trying so hard to kind of fit into a box and conform to what you think people want, it's not going to be reading like you and the, with the passion that I know you have within you. And so, mindset work is really just about getting in tune with ourselves and our best version of ourselves. So, some people call this your highest self, your true self, your authentic self. It doesn't matter if you are religious, spiritual, however you define yourself, you can have this relationship. Um, and really my work as a mindset coach is just about helping you reconnect with this part of yourself so that it's easier to write copy intuitively because you're just so set in who you are and you know who you are that it just it becomes so much more effortless to show up for your business, to share on behalf of your business.
0: So what tips do you have for getting in the right mindset to write copy?
1: Yes. So there's something that Tony Robbins talks about in one of his books, which is about states. And I love using this because it's thinking about what state of mind you're in. So if you know, okay, right, like, you can assess this for yourself right now. Like, how are you feeling? Are you relaxed in your body? Are you at peace? Or are you currently thinking about Instagram and what so-and-so just posted today and what you're going to post to make sure that people can hear you. If you're in that zone, that now is not the time to write copy. It's not because it's going to be harder. You're going to be caught in your ego. You're going to be caught in what, you know, how would my competitors say this? no. That's not what we want. So I always say we want to get into activating our flow state. So once you get to know your states, you will you will find your own version of your flow state. But think about what you do. Uh, and for maybe you guys, maybe it's your design where you just lose track of time because you're so in it. You're just so present. What do you do to get in that state? And how can we bring that into copywriting? So activating this flow state where you just lose track of time. So there's ways you can kind of trigger this. So for me, it is like meditative music. I really love like atmospheric space kind of music. Sounds random, but it really gets it going for me. Um, Lighting a candle, you know, turning down the lights a little bit. So it's a bit less intense, Uh, putting my phone on the other side of the room to limit distractions. So you can do things to activate your flow state. Um, But sometimes you're going to try and get there and it's just not going to work. And this is my, my reason why it is so important to be aware of, because um, this is why I say, you know, put it on your calendar, be like Tuesday, I'm going to do copywriting from 11 to three on my website. But also if you get there and you're not able to get in this flow state, giving yourself the full permission. Like I trust that I will get there and I will get in the zone. So I'm going to go ahead and move this a few hours, see how I feel. If I'm still not there, I'm going to try again tomorrow. This isn't to say you can constantly procrastinate. I'm not encouraging that. I'm encouraging you to maximize your time in flow and using this time to its best purpose and being okay with changing the plan. That's a big part of it.
2: I think putting the phone on the other side of the room is probably something we can all (laughs) relate to, to help us start working. Yes, Yes, that is so good. I
0: love doing all of those things that you just mentioned, lighting the candle, turning the lights off. In the morning when I start working, I turn my little lamp on in my office and not the overhead light and I light a candle and it just makes me feel so much like happier to start the day that way.
2: Yeah,
0: um, I, I love, so oh, you office. like all the lights.
2: really bright. <laughs> so I have a home office and when we were looking for houses, I was like, we have to have a home office. Like I'm going to work in there. And literally we picked a house that had one and I have not stepped foot in there to work maybe but three or four times. And <laughs> my husband thinks I'm ridiculous, but it's because it's at the front of our house and we have like a covered porch. And so it's, it's just a lot darker in that room. Like it's, the sunlight doesn't really get in there. And my living room is like, has four big windows. And so I open them, the blinds up every day and it's so much brighter and it just like gets me more in a a work state for sure. He thinks I'm crazy, but.
1: (laughs) No, these things matter. They really do. And some people are different and that's okay. You know, and I, I share that all the time, like writing playlists or like the, the playlist I listen to, but I know copywriters who can't listen to music and that's okay too. It's about knowing yourself and giving yourself that gift. And like, I hated working in a bright overlit office. So I don't do that. Like Michelle, I like lamps. I like candles. I like low mood lighting, but that doesn't work for everyone. That's I okay.
2: Put friends on in the background.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then when it changes, I switch it over to HBO and put it on friends on there. <laughs>
0: I love designing specifically with background noise, but when I am writing copy, like Instagram captions and anything for my website, I need it to be silent as well, unless it's music that has no words in it. But if someone's singing, I can't focus.
1: Yeah. I can't sing if I want to sing. Like I can't listen to something that I want to sing along to. That's right. Yeah. I
0: can't I can't blast Celine Dion cuz then I'm just going to wanna sing along. <laughs> it's like me with
1: like boy bands. I'm like it's just I don't wanna sing along too much from That's the 90s. I friends
2: on and not like Real Housewives because I would totally pay attention to Real Housewives. <laughs> friends I've seen all the episodes like a thousand times. So right. I totally. don't pay attention to. it. It's just a little bit of noise. Um yeah. so when you're DIYing so like mindset obviously is a very big part of you know how to get into the right headspace before writing your copy, but what are some other tips that, um, like, how do you begin, where do you even start when you're going to write your own copy for your website? Like, how do you determine your brand voice? Like a lot of people struggle with deciding between whether they're going to say I or we or corporate, you know, versus
1: friendly. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot you're going to want to think of before you start. And I always say like, you wouldn't go and build a house without a blueprint. So, like, don't go and try and like write your copy without a plan. It's gonna take longer and be frustrating. And remember, copy, well, maybe not remember, maybe this is news to you and that's okay. But copy is not creative writing. Copy is strategic writing designed to sell. That doesn't mean it can't be creative too and fun, but the purpose is to sell. That's why it exists. That is literally the definition. So we need it to be strategic. And so I would say if you are DIYing your website copy and you literally know nothing about marketing, Again, that's okay, but that's where you need to start. You need to understand the basics of how marketing works. You need to understand the basis of how a buyer's journey works and how people move along that buyer's journey and how people naturally will progress through those stages. Um, I always say to people, you want to be aware of, you know, well, of course, your ideal client. Uh, And knowing them inside and out, their behavior, how they consume information. Do they like seeing everything out there to make a decision or is that going to overwhelm them? These are the types of things you want to be thinking about in terms of the copy, but you also want to be solid in you and what you're offering. And so you want to take the time I think the best thing to think of is like when you were in elementary school, remember how you had to write like a paragraph and it had to answer the five W's and one H. Remember those like who, what, where, when, why, how? Take a minute and just think about those questions. If you don't have time to do a massive plan, just think, why am I doing this? Why does this exist? Why is this going to help somebody? Who is this going to help? right? And just go through that slowly. If you don't have time to draft a massive plan. Um, In terms of brand voice, I always say, if you are an entrepreneur, go ahead, use I, claim it, be yourself, talk on behalf of yourself. If you are building a company, that's where you're going to want to probably use we to encompass that growth that you're building. It can be a bit awkward. I've had some people where they they are starting off as solo entrepreneurs and then they grow into a team. And so this is gonna be a judgment call. Um, I have a small team, but my copy still says I, me. Like it really depends what you're building. I think
2: it's okay to also because I've had clients who um, especially, Like I had a lawyer client who was very, you know, obviously wanted to be very strict with the rules and stuff like that. And she really felt that using, even though it was just her as a lawyer, she really felt anytime that we used we, um, that it was maybe giving off, you know, the, an untrue message. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had to explain to her, like, even if it's just you, there's still, you know, you still probably outsource stuff. You still probably have somebody that you, that does something for you here or there. And so it's also, okay, I think to use we in it, even if you are just mostly a team. And then also I feel like it encompasses like your business as a whole too. So when you're talking about maybe your business, you know, mission or values or stuff like that. So it's, I think both, um,
1: Yeah, it absolutely is a case-by-case basis. And like when you're trying to be presenting yourself as more of a professional, like so in a trusted profession, I say, so like lawyer, accountant, dietitian, like things like that where you need that extra layer of authority and trust is where you might be like, okay, in my case, this suits my personality to be a bit more formal here. But if it doesn't suit your personality, don't force it. I think the thing that's more awkward is when you go... um, writing about yourself in third person, yeah, uh, where you're I like, <laughs> Lauren is a creative marketer based yeah. in, blah. like that yeah. is where you're, but it's yeah. like just
2: really you and like you, you're the one who's like being the the face of your brand and everything else like that. Yeah.
1: I hate Yeah. That. And I think it's beautiful to use we as much as possible in terms of we as in me and you, my ideal client and bringing them along as much as you can. So even though you are writing from your perspective, centering it on the work you're gonna do together and them and their outcome as much as you can. So checking how much you are saying I is important too.
0: So I'm curious um, what you think should come first, copy or design? (laughs) The old chicken
1: or the egg question, huh? (laughs) Um, okay. So in my opinion, I, as a copywriter can really do both. So I have clients come to me who have been working with a designer and they've have a really solid relationship with the designer and that designers come up with the strategy of their website. I then fill in the gaps for copy. That works as long as the designer themselves has a strong understanding of copy and how it should be laid out. I can do it the other way. And in my my opinion and my past experience, having the copy seems to benefit the designer as well. I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts, but every time I've collaborated with a designer and I've taken care of all of that and then just literally passed it to them and even included suggestions for them, been like, I envisioned this like this. I envision this like this in terms of the design. Mark this as the H1 header for SEO. They're always like, wow, like this is so much better than I typically get. Like, thank you so much. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I'd love to hear your uh, perception as well. But I mean, I think in an ideal world, if you can afford it and you can make it work for your business, having the ability to have a bit of dynamics there is beautiful. So I had a client recently who we were doing quite a big project and it was basically her legacy brand. She had a couple, like she had a a company that's thriving. Now she's writing her own book. And so she wants to build her legacy brand website. And in that case, we, um, the designer strategized the layout. I wrote the copy and then we all met again and saw how can we even revise this to work together even better. This person could do that with their budget to have that the ability for that fluidity. And I think if you can, that is ideal and that is just perfect. Um, but if you have to choose, I would say, get your copy together first.
0: Yeah. I think that that's what kid and I would both say as well. Ideally we would have the copy done or be working on it the same time as we're working on the website design, but it it's always uh not ideal for us to have the copy done after the website design is finished because like then that kind of limits the client as well to what we have designed and forcing um the copy to fit into the
1: design that we've created exactly the time that works really well is if you're on a lower budget and say you got like a template and you want to just work with the template then I can do that and copywriters can usually do that just give you what you need
2: yes Um, for sure I got totally roasted in a Facebook group <laughs> by co- a bunch of copywriters um, because I've, I agree with you both. And I think the same thing. It's so much easier to start out with a copy. Um, but sometimes as a designer, even when I've had experiences when I've worked with copywriters and I've said, you know, I really um, need all of the points and all the information to be super, super short to the point, not wordy, easy to digest, quick to read. And then I get back like huge, huge paragraphs of like text. And as you know, from a design standpoint, people don't read. People just, they skim, they glance at it real quick. And so you have to be very intentional with your words. And so in this Facebook group, I had just commented basically kind of the same thing. Like, and that sometimes i probably misspoke. Cause I said, sometimes I kind of have to cut down the copy. And then everybody just like came at me and was like, oh my gosh, you can't like just remove, you know, stuff. Like you don't know the strategy that went behind it and blah, blah, blah. And then I had to clarify. And I'm like, well, I don't just like completely ax it, but I might take a big, huge paragraph and break it down into, you know, three little blurbs. So it's still getting the same information across. It's just presented in a little bit more of a easier to read way. But oh my gosh. I mean, they went on and on and on. And I finally just had to stop responding because I would be like, yeah, I agree with you. Like I I totally, I don't do that. I don't just like, you know, destroy your copy. But as a designer, you have to be able to take that copy and place it in a strategic way on the website too. It can't just be, you know, a big, huge. I think this
0: (laughs) I think that it is awesome when clients kind of let us direct copywriter that we want to work with because then we can work with this person and kind of let them know like what we're thinking design wise um I feel like the people that maybe you have experienced that give you large paragraphs or it might have been like a disconnect between all three of you guys the designer the copywriter and the client Mm -hmm. um but yeah. I mean, it's, it can be tough, I think, to have so many parties involved in a website. Exactly.
1: Design. Yeah. It has to be a nice harmony. And I mean, I think Kaden brings up an important point too, just like with the importance of formatting, it just means everything. It's everything to copy. It's so much of what copy masterful copy is, is the editing process, trimming out the extra words that do not need to be there. Um, and making it snappy, short, and formatting it for readability. So I tell people all the time, like, uh, bullet points, yes, like breaking it up into small chunks, but also using formatting tricks to your advantage, like bolding, underlining, italicizing, where you want the eye to go. Um, That is really, really important, because like Caden says, there are going to be skimmers there. Absolutely. So let's make sure they see the most important points
0: hmm So what sort of mistakes do you commonly see when people are DIYing their copy for their website?
1: Number one is that they open up their website builder and they just start typing. That is like, oh, that's not going to be fun. It stresses me out just saying it. Like I'm like sweating because then you're setting yourself up like, okay, this has to get done now because now I'm working in the back end of my website. I can't do any updates until this is done. Like Nah, don't do that to yourself. That's just going to be a really hard time. And it's going to be really hard for you to spot errors and to edit it properly and to really make sure that you have a snappy copy. So taking the time to actually open a document, write out your format of what you're looking for. So like strategizing, okay, I'm writing my homepage. I'm going to start with my header and then I'm going to go in and make sure I turn it right to my ideal client, make them feel seen and heard. Like, Take your time and write out what sections you need draft them and then let it marinate and come back to it. Don't be like, okay, now I'm going to edit it and put it up on my website. Another big no-no. That's how you miss the readability errors. That's how you miss the flow. Um, Grammar, spelling, grammar and spelling are huge. And you can absolutely break grammar rules in online business. Like you do not have to sound stiff and professional, but typos are I'm sorry like this is going to be the harshest thing I will say I'm not a harsh person but typos aren't acceptable anymore like it's especially on a website like there are so many ways for you to check that grammarly Um, hundred percent, I use Grammarly every single day. Um, I also highly recommend if you're DIYing your website to run it through Hemingway app, which will tell you about the readability score of it. It'll tell you what grade level it is. You wanna be aiming for your copy to be a grade like five, six, seven level reading. You don't want, not want it to be any more sophisticated than that. So people using jargon, using industry terms that people are not necessarily gonna understand. Um,
2: cause I have clients, um, when I'm doing their website and they're, they give me the copy and then I obviously kind of edit it and fluff it up. And they always question me, like, why are you using this word versus this word? And I'm like, mm. well, cause this is an industry standard term. You might call, mm. you might know what this is, but like your client's not going to. So we need to mm. explain it in a better way. And then also for SEO purposes, we need to not yeah. use the same keyword 50 <laughs> times. Like we got to exactly.
1: It well, and also SEO is now no, it no longer is just driven by the keyword. It's the intention of the keyword. So thinking, what is my ideal client actually searching for, right? So she might not actually be searching for brand photographer. She might be like, um, what photos do I need to represent my brand, right? You know, you have to think of the intention behind your searcher as well.
2: What are your top tips for DIYing your own website copy? Like if you had to choose like three things that people have to know, what would it be?
1: Familiarizing yourself with the principles of marketing. Absolutely. Um, so there are some amazing free courses out there. I personally love HubSpot's Academy. I did a ton of their courses when I was first entering the marketing world, um, all free. Um, I believe you can access them for free um, or SEM Rush has awesome ones too, just to even like go on YouTube and just familiarize yourself with like digital marketing 101, how the buyer's journey works. What is an ideal client? That's number one. Number two is plan before you write. So actually take the time to figure out who your ideal client is. I know that was one of your questions that we didn't get to, which is like, does that matter about having your ideal client figured out? Yes. Do not go to write until you know your ideal client inside and out. Um, so plan, know your ideal client inside and out. Um, and then have a backup, like use Grammarly use Hemingway. Like, don't be afraid to use these tools. That's why they exist. And they will make your copy stronger.
0: I just wrote those down by the way. I knew Grammarly existed, but Hemingway I not is
1: heard of amazing. Hemingway. Amazing. It is so good. Highly recommend. It'll tell you too, if you have gone out of the um, present voice and you've gone into like a passive voice, which makes your copy less strong, always stronger to be in a present voice. Um, it'll also tell you of like monotonous passages, things like that. It's super awesome. Free. Grammarly, I have the paid version, but you can also do so much with the free version.
2: Um, Uber suggests is also another good one for mm-hmm. SEO research and keyword mm-hmm. research. You can type in questions, um, mm-hmm. that you think your potential client might ask, and then it'll mm-hmm. give you it'll kind of give you some other versions of it and whatnot. Is it Google yes.
0: Google suggests? Is that what you're Uber what suggest. Google suggests?
2: Okay, so I, I was Neil trying. Patel.
0: I was trying to find this website weeks ago, and I could not remember <laughs> the name of it.
1: It's by Neil Patel, and it's a free keyword tool, and you get up to I think it's it like five a day. day. Yeah. Um, And then what you can do is you can then go over to Moz Keyword Explorer and you get up to 10 a month. So if you are kind of being the SEO ninja, not paying for any tools, you can do that. Um, You can absolutely do that. I don't pay for SEO tools. Um, Oh my gosh.
0: Just giving us all the tips. Thank you. (laughs) I got you. Um, All right. So Lauren, can you Tell our listeners where they can connect with you. And then also a little bit more about your DIY copy course that's coming out. Yes,
1: absolutely. So you can connect with me on Instagram is like my primary. So Lauren Ossleton underscore creative. Austleton should be in the description. It's exactly how it sounds. Uh, gets misspelled a lot, but it is exactly how it sounds. Um, that is my main place to connect with me, but I am also on Pinterest and Facebook. If you are, we can connect there or you can just go ahead and email me at lauren at lauren And then this November, I have something very exciting coming out. And I created this really from a place of service. Um, I really wanted to pair my coaching with my copywriting skills. And so I am becoming your very own copy coach. And I have a how to write your own website course coming out this November. And this is for soulful creatives. So if you are um, a coach, service provider or product-based business, this will apply to you. As long as you define yourself as someone who wants to write soulful copy that is empowering, that is going heavily on pleasure points, not so much on pain and manipulation tactics. This course is for you. And I will teach you how to write the most important pages of your website. So home about services. I will also teach you uh, the principles of storytelling, the mindset behind copy, Um, And really my goal of this course is for you to be your own best copywriter for years to come. So that's coming out the very beginning of November. Um, So you can follow along on Instagram for that uh, or sign up for my email list.
0: That sounds amazing. I am super excited to follow along with you for that launch as well. Um, definitely sounds like something I might need,
1: so I'll have to (laughs) follow I was going to say as well, yes, it can also be great if you are a designer, just wanting to like get, know a bit more about copy to be Mm -hmm. able to empower your clients, or even if you're a copywriter who you just want to sneak inside my process. Like I am not holding anything back here. I am literally taking you through my exact process I use. So absolutely can apply to other people too. Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on Lauren. We had a great chat today and I'm super excited for this episode to air.
1: Yeah. Thank you ladies too. This was so much fun.
0: Yeah. All right guys. Um, thank you for tuning into this episode of a double shot of branding. We will see you next time.